at lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast where the latest episode was timed with the relisting of Cyberpunk. And my name is Larry Wu. I'm Curtis Withers. It's good to see that uh, that little game that could, Cyberpunk, finally, finally back on the PlayStation Store. Now the question is, did did you? But you, you never sold your copy, right? You just never, you, you never I still have it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't return it or whatever. And I'm still keen to play it, but it's just. Uh, I just haven't uh, got back into it because I've got like a, a list of games to get through first, but I do still for a segment on the podcast and maybe we'll do it like next week or the week after I really want to revisit it. I want to start over, revisit it and report back with, you know, whether or not like the driving is actually functional now, whether like graphical assets are being like, you know, grossly misused, and 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 whether or not you can conceal your genitalia. Yeah, but but that that's 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 a that's that's a key thing. Um, unfortunately for saps like me that are on the original PlayStation Four, I it is not recommended that I download and play this game. So it, it it's only recommended for PS4 Pro and PS5. So I'm just gonna have to wait it out till something happens. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think it's a good sign if you can't make your game compatible with a launch edition. Yeah, PS4. But well, yeah, well, yeah, like you said, let's let's talk about Cyberpunk after um, we you, we give you a time to kind of play through it a bit more. You can report back on uh, how it is. But uh, we got a lot to talk about today because we've took a break and then we had your internet incident last uh, week. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of lots of been, things have been happening. Um, both you, Curtis, and I were both double shotted up with the cocktail of awesomeness. Uh, have you noticed your cell signal getting any better when you're near your cell phone? Yes, I have. Um, I've I've noticed that I'm I'm uh, I'm five bars all the time, even the most rem- remote, uh, even in the most remote uh, parts of the country i think i've just been it's it's the 5g right like i've just been injected with 5g technology well i'm sure it's tracking me everywhere i go but a small price to pay hey did were you maybe that was the cause of your internet issues last week could have been been. too much disturbance in the uh in the midichlorians yeah there could have been there could have been like yeah there could have been like some sort of fighting over resources between my, my natural the natural 5g that i exude and, <laughs> and and my and and my uh my modem my rogers modem well we we, we do have a story about uh that that the uh the 5g folks will will like later on down the uh the intro of the story but um i wanted to talk about the with the latest reopenings like the numbers are extremely low i think toronto recorded 17 cases yesterday yeah it was something really like lower than i've seen in a long time 17 people isn't that like a a a soccer team yeah (laughs) pretty much (laughs) which which canada can't seem to field 17 guys good enough to play in the world cup which sure yeah that's but maybe maybe next time um but i've noticed in the latest reopenings the obviously retail stores or non-essential uh stores were allowed to open with some capacity limits 
I've been noticing really odd lineups for odd stores. And I'm sure there's logic to it, but it's not the ones I would have thought. And I, I would have thought uh, maybe more larger household things that you couldn't buy online, perhaps. But um, Winners was one. And mm-hmm. just like last time, uh, the store I like to call uh, Bed Bugs and Beyond, as Bed Bath and Beyond, like, those types of stores, huge lines up lineups. There was a, what are we uh, missing out, Curtis? Is it is it the what did we talk about that bed by bed bath and beyond or home sense? Was it home home sense? It was last time, right? That was causing a big kerfuffle. That's right. That's in, right. That was a big story. Was the home sense lineup? I, I just didn't comprehend why you need, needed to go to home sense that badly. Um, other than for the slow cooker, or what was that thing that I found that on on their website? The the three legged coffee table was that? Oh it? yeah. I mean, it's an attractive table, but you can probably order it online is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, winners, I guess if you're a bargain hunter, because you, you can't really put that stuff online, but it's just clothing and stuff, right? It's the same with, for me, uh, we don't have a winners, winners in our neighborhood, but we do have a value village and it's the same thing. It's constant uh, line, lineups like around the corner and it's the same sort of thing. Like if you, if you're uh if you're bargain hunting clothes and, and stuff like that, you kind of have to, you kind of have to be there. You have to try it out. Like, you know, the, the, the stuff is not going to be off the rack at those places. Right. Like, right, right. And, and may, and maybe there's a lot of people who just need that retail therapy that they didn't do or couldn't do online. Mm-hmm. With it. Um, yeah. So um, there was another reopening today. So I think, was it just um, haircuts? And tattoos, yeah, or I, maybe I think, at the same time, get a haircut while you're getting a tattoo. <laughs> I think there's some other things like I think the you can now have like small small indoor gatherings. I believe five people, mm. and they've expanded the outdoor gatherings to I think 25 people, if I'm not mistaken. I might be, I'm probably mistaken. I'm always mistaken, but I think I, no, I, I think you're right. I think there, there's there's a larger quote unquote limit after being in this for what 18 months only yeah. now they've realized that outdoors is quite all right like it's it would be an extreme case if you actually yeah. caught it uh, outdoors yeah. um like in fact i think you can go now to water parks at like 25 percent capacity or something like that and i think you can even have a smaller uh like 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 uh restricted capacity at outdoor sporting events which would bode well for the cfl which is planning to come oh, back right and they and they need people in the seats uh, personally like water parks i that would be like i never went there pre-pandemic just for that same reason of it's just like human soup that you're mm-hmm. kind of being hit with mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. no thanks no thing hard pass yeah. on that one yeah um, i mean i mean i don't think i don't think you have not much of a of, of of a reduced chance of getting sick, yeah. You know now than you did before because just because like you're right like with all with all the with all the other gross sort of uh, sort of sort of the, the 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 dregs coming off your fellow humans and and the floating band aids floating in the water. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's yeah it's a it's a soup. It's just a, it's just a, a soup. human stew. Human but stew. if you are a tattooing hairdresser, then you're you're in you're in luck. You're you're in a good place. What's the story with gyms? 
Uh, gyms? gyms gyms are not allowed to open. They are part of. Uh, they decided not to go with some kind of color coded thing. So I think it, they are calling it like steps. Mm-hmm. So we are entering step two. So mm-hmm. gyms are part of step three. Okay. Appar- Did you hear that uh, Doug Ford press conference? Like he he was running out of words or he forgot what was in step three. So he was rambling and he blurted out strip joints. Well, well they did. Do- <laughs> so he, <laughs> he said, he said oh, it's like, before. <laughs> it's like gyms and strip joints. I'm like, oh, <laughs> come on. Come on, Doug. You couldn't you couldn't call it like adult theater or adult choreographed yeah. dancing. The gentleman's ballet. Uh, no strip joint. Uh, well, back in nineteen eighty four. Suddenly we're all back in nineteen eighty four. Well that's just Doug Doug Ford, right? Like oftentimes when you're sort of at a loss for something, you'll just grab the first thing that comes to your to, to your head and <laughs> that was just what was floating around his head was I can't wait till the peelers reopen. And then and then he said it and then he, and then he said it <laughs> in a in a government press conference. Uh they, they 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 should have briefed him on it and just say use this term instead. Yeah. 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 Gentleman's gentleman's ballet. Yeah. Gentleman's ballet. Yeah, just don't mention it at all. So people people who people who who, who need to know will know. Mm-hmm. You know, that the strip joints are open. So so step three would be indoor dining, mm-hmm. um, gyms, and yes, the strip joints uh, <laughs> will open up. Uh, and I think at that point, after step three, because I don't know if they have anything written beyond there. I, I That's where I, I have a funny feeling. You'll start seeing the things like the uh, like Broadway saying, you can come to this if you can prove double vaccination. Right. Yeah. Which I know they were hesitant to even go there, but I wouldn't be surprised. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. 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 You know, for me in about a week, I wouldn't really care what anyone does at this point, because finally the Canadian government put out a um, guidelines of what you can and cannot do if you're double vaxxed. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, that meme or it's not, I would even call, well, I don't know if is it used as a meme these days, that image of Vince Carter winning back in the day, winning the slam dunk contest when he does, I guess his final dunk. And he looks at the camera and he, he kind of does a, a swiping with both of his hands saying yeah, it's over. It's over. Yeah. The pandemic for me is that picture of Vince. Going, <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true for a lot of people. I mean, if it hadn't been for this Delta variant, um, you know, we would probably kind of be in step three by now, you know, but, you know, this variant, uh, they're being careful with it. That's fine. Um, you know, but if it wasn't for these mutations, I think we'd probably just be, be kind of completely done with it. Yeah, that's right. Cause I think we haven't, I don't know if we've recorded since they started calling the, the alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not let's, sure. Let's, let's not hope they go anywhere near like the lambdas. If, if they get to omega, then you know that we're, that, that we're in, in big trouble. Well, by 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 that by that point, it's it's again, it's it's still the, the same virus. But uh, um, so one of the things about opening up is travel, right? People haven't 
well, those that were following the rules were not traveling anywhere. But uh, both Curtis, you and I, we know we're we're pretty much the rule followers here. We're we're pretty model about that. Um, I don't think we're going anywhere, obviously, internationally or even outside of Canadian borders. But yeah, definitely, probably traveling within Canada is probably within in the cards sometime in the future. And I I, I sat down and actually thought to myself, besides Quebec, Montreal, Quebec City, I don't think I've seen or set foot anywhere else in our country. And I feel kind of ashamed for that, but. Oh, I've I've been, I've been to every province. Oh, boy. See, that's, that's, that's why we, 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 we should have, we should have opened this segment with, uh, with you just kind of giving us a, a a walkthrough of all, but uh, one. So I, I, when I, when I realized that I thought, okay, I, I don't really know too much about all of our provinces. So maybe we'll make this a, a, a weekly segment as we teach a little history of each province. But I did find this interesting talking point and it's about the, um, the origins of Saskatoon, which is not the. See, I, I I know my geography. It is not the uh, capital of uh, of Saskatchewan, because that's Regina, right? Right. So it's just the largest city. Yes. But I, I started going down this rabbit hole of well, what's what's the deal with Saskatoon? So Saskatoon, um, it's an interesting story about how it how it got started. So the Canadian government parsed out. Uh, some land because they wanted to promote uh, further agricultural settlement over there. So this is during colonization time in Canada. And we, we know all that, that, that had some really bad implications, especially in, in today's uh, with today's news. And it's, it's, it's very upsetting. Uh, but in 1881, so a group of temperance temperance art activists from Ontario formed the temperance colonization society, the TCS, with the idea of creating an agricultural colony on the prairies dedicated to the ideals of the temperance movement. So what what is that, you might ask? A philosophy which blamed alcohol for most of its ills that uh, beset on society. So take away the alcohol, the reasoning went, and you should take away and took away the ills, right? So I guess they wanted to go and create this dry religious farming community mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, i'm sure they dropped a lot of people off the way when they left ontario and they just decided uh forget this i'm getting off at winnipeg and getting drunk <laughs> well i mean they're not wrong when you think about it like i think <laughs> people didn't drink and this and I'm, this is coming from someone who like who, who, who likes likes a beer or two um you know people didn't drink probably <laughs> well the society's ills uh, would go. What did Homer Simpson call alcohol the the cause of and solution to <laughs> all of life's problems? Yeah. Life's problems. Um, but you know, if you knew Saskatoon, it's funny because Saskatoon now um, is like if you talk to anybody from Saskatchewan, they'll say like Regina's the government town. Saskatoon is the fun town. It's got the bigger university, so it's got like more of the of of the bars and 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 the clubs and all that kind of stuff. So these 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 guys who started this colony would not 
I don't think enjoy the, the Saskatoon of today. Well, they like so, Regina. Yeah. Well, so so here here's here's the truth of it all, right? So the Canadian government was hoping to stimulate agricultural settlement. So sure, you need more farm farmers. Get out there, leave the city, go and farm. Uh, so they offered huge blocks of land for to colonize for these colonization companies. So this temperance society took up the offer and it would be a agricultural and social utopia completely dry and <laughs> yeah but also a chance to make a tidy profit from selling the land to prospective settlers yeah that's what it, that's really what it's about that's right selling land right that's uh, yeah unfortunately land that was probably uh taken by force well. right <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, so I, I wish the story told you how far they got before they dumped the idea or did, does the article actually mention that? No, it never really says when people started drinking. Um, I, I would have gave them the first weekend. Yeah. <laughs> After the first weekend, they settled in, they had their first Saturday night Yeah. in like, could you imagine what Sa uh, Saskatoon would have been in 1881? It would have been very flat, <laughs> very, it very. It would it would have been some good arable land for sure, but uh, yeah, there, there wouldn't be an Applebee's on the corner that they could all go to. No, no Applebee's, no Earls, nothing, nothing of that ilk. Uh, so, so is it, you? I guess you've been to Saskatoon, right, Curtis? You know what? Or I've only been to Regina. Oh, you've only been to Regina. Okay. <laughs> I just kind of care. I've only heard tell of Saskatoon because people who, who I meet from Saskatchewan, when I tell them, oh, I've only been to Regina, they said, you have to go to Saskatoon. And Saskatoon does sound like a pretty fun place. I'd like to go there sometime. But yeah, I've only been where, where, where the, the dry starts, where, you know, started <laughs> off as a dry town. It, I, when, when I heard it, I thought it was, I thought it was like a Simpsons joke. I, I thought there's no way. What? That really? That's the deal? And looked it up and went wow yeah like i said yeah. i just want to know how how far it started um you know the junction in toronto used to be dry oh yeah yeah it was the dry dry a dry neighborhood in toronto i mean now it's got like most of the microbrews i think but so so did did did, did, did the dryness last that first weekend as well after that weekend yeah i don't know how long it lasted probably not probably not all that long but uh but like I think within our lifetime, it was still a dry, dry mm. part of town. Um, so that's that's Saskatoon. I I, I think uh, we'll have to do a, a another province, uh, another famous city in in Canada next week. I'd like to keep I, honestly. I, I'm very curious about going east, less about going west. I mean, Saint John's is pretty fascinating. I I want to I want to see Nova Scotia for sure and, and yeah get out to Labrador like that that all that looks very picturesque and really interesting yeah yeah I like it out there like Halifax is a cool place okay yeah. we'll have to we'll have to look up the history of maybe somewhere in the east uh, we'll plan my uh, my 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 itinerary for my cross Canada tour yeah um something I stumbled upon when. We, uh, we were just were talking about um, our second shot off the top and how... Actually, one thing I'll talk about quickly before. So this past weekend, Toronto 
broke a very significant record. So I, I don't, I'm sure the Guinness folks will register this one because uh, that Toronto had a vaccination clinic in the Scotiabank arena mm-hmm. sponsored by, you know, the city MSLE. So you could go on to the court ice, whatever you, what have you and get your shot and include that site alone, I think did 26,000 people. But I think we also like, that broke a record, I think, a North American record for one day, one location. And I think we broke another record for the daily one-time shots, I think, uh, over the past weekend. But Like in total in the... That's right. Like, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a world record uh, in one day. So, hey, good for you guys. Yeah, it was amazing. They wanted to get 25,000 at, uh, at that clinic at Scotiabank, and they, and they eclipsed that, which is which is something else like you know every time you, you see somebody on the uh on uh on twitter you know talk about uh, how people are 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 injecting us with these vaccines so that so that they can put put like microchips in us and stuff or like bill gates and jeff bezos are behind it and you roll your eyes just think most people in this city don't have that uh well you're you're totally right because there were quite a few barriers in getting down there because i think quite a bit of ttc was shut down Mm -hmm. uh the dvp was shut down for maintenance so just a lot of the main arteries of how to get there seem to be closed up but they did they did it smart i think you i they were giving out t-shirts and towels little souvenirs all the maybe not the maybe not uh bj is that what he's called the uh the, the all the toronto mascots the raptor was there oh, yeah. yeah yeah uh and uh carlton the bear Carl was carlton the bear there i didn't see him <laughs> maybe there's maybe they're still upset <laughs> yeah uh but I think they did it right. You know, they had they had music, they had like an energy going in there, and I, I think they were very efficient because people said lineups were huge, but they were moving. Right, right. Like people were saying, they just showed up. Like I think they were appointment, and then I think they were taking some walk-ins. But uh, again, good for them. Uh, but uh, I really want to talk about this website on the other side. So this is more on the. Uh, 5g tower uh injecting us with weird dna uh that are that's not increasing my metachlorian count is this website which i have to full stop uh full disclosure i can't tell if this is a uh, a parody site or not so curtis you're gonna have to help me out here to to make me believe this is is fake it's birdsaren'treal.com it's it like I've only been able to really gloss over this uh, this website, and it looks like. I mean, I don't know. It well, looks, it looks it looks like a very clever. It looks like a very clever, very well, like like a very very sort of well written spoof. That's right. It it looks too good for someone who's 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 trying to think that this is real because so uh who we are so here's their their uh manifesto the birds aren't real movement uh has been active since 1976 once a pres- uh preventative cause uh 
Once a permanent cause, our initial goal was to stop the genocide of real birds. Unfortunately, this was unsuccessful, and the government has since replaced every living bird with robotic replicas. Our Now our movement's prerogative uh, is to make everyone aware of this fact. And there's this great 1987 band, quote-unquote, TV advertisement from, from uh, Birds Aren't Real. And you're right. You'll look at it and it's like, wow, this looks really spoofed and not like something from 1987. And then yeah. there's like, there's like this interview with this old dude who's the ex CIA agent confirming that, you know, bird drone surveillance. Um, they, they, uh, they talk about how, well, you see how birds, when they're sitting on hydro poles, they're actually charging themselves up. Yeah. I mean, they, they had that one line. Like, I'm pretty sure it's just to let, the thing is there are some people who, who would believe this and 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 the thing is like there's enough conspiracy theory theorists out there that i can't be 100 percent sure this is a spoof <laughs> but but there's like they had that one line about how you know we can't say that a hundred percent of the birds in the united states are 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 robots because some of them might come in from canada or mexico so maybe 95 <laughs> percent So in Canada, we so, still have real birds. So our government has not has not culled the bird population and replaced them with with surveillance birds. Maybe just the elusive Baltimore Oriole. That's right. We'll get some Baltimore Orioles because yeah, we can get birds. There's no stopping the United States from sending their drone birds into Canada and spying on us, finding so, a way, finding a way to take the Arctic away. So, I think this might be the dead giveaway that that it's a spoofed website is their official hashtag curtis is poultry gate <laughs> it's really well done like it's it's well done enough it's well done enough if you look at it that you think oh this might be like a flat earth like flat earth you would think that that was all a joke right but but i think I think it's come to light that there are some people who don't who don't think it is. So it, you would think you could think like, "Oh, this just looks ridiculous." But you're like, "Well, people believe the Earth is flat. Maybe some people believe that birds aren't real." But like, yeah, I just think that there's too much sort of. It's a little too clever. It's too clever. And did you see the amount of merch that they sell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the the one I the one the one I do want is the. Uh, uh, the pigeon t-shirt that says I am a lie <laughs> yeah, uh, they got or some, they got some good uh, some good looking merch there or or the uh, the the four four humans walking the birds work for the bourgeoisie <laughs> and and like the third bird is a third person is a bird with a briefcase <laughs> kind of Abbey Road-esque I think I might have to get that I am a lie t-shirt. Yeah, that's the best one. I agree that's the best one. Or or the uh schoolhouse rock inspired uh sweatshirt. Birds aren't real crew neck. <laughs> got socks. Oh look, pigeons are liars. <laughs> Jeez, they've got kid stuff. They got masks. Okay, hold on. What what <laughs> <laughs> the con the, well maybe this conspiracy group does not believe in uh you know they 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 you should still wear a mask 
I think this is what we have to do, Larry, is we have to come up with some really stupid idea for a conspiracy. Do an amazing website and then sell merch. Hmm. I think I, I, I like what you're going uh, for. So what what do you think uh, should be our, our conspiracy? It ha- it, again, it has to be completely ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Now I'm on the spot. I can't think of one. <laughs> Maybe it's the birds. Well, it, it could be it could it could be something about the cucumber. Yeah. It, you know, we stay on brand. Yeah. So it, it, it could be that uh uh the conspiracy that uh cucumbers are cucumbers are really fruits. Maybe. That's completely Cuc- ridiculous. Cuc- because... Cucumbers are really fruits and they've been uh they've been engineered. <laughs> they've been engineered by the british monarchy because they needed they needed a vegetable they they were only giving subsidies to vegetables but they had all this cucumber growing yeah and because it wasn't a vegetable it was a fruit they they decided to uh name it a vegetable and that's why uh that's why you see so much cucumber in the supermarket aisles right that's right that's right and every year and like like no matter what time of the year yeah and they and 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 that's why cucumbers are always on sale because they're trying to push their crap fruit on you, the mon mm. the monarchy the monarchy is trying to push their, and every time you buy a cucumber, the queen lives another year. Oh, there you go. So 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 what what you're saying is, uh, uh, the cucumber actually controls the uh, the British crown. It do- it does it does. Um, have you ever noticed that Prince Philip sometimes discourages, very subtly, he discourages the consumption of cucumbers? Because like he's like, at this rate, I'm never going to be king. <laughs> so I, I think I think I have the T-shirt ideas. We can borrow from these guys. We have a, we have our logo, and we say the cucumbers a lie. <laughs> It's like the cake is a the cake is a lie, wasn't that from Portal? Oh yes, and uh, that actually will come around to our proper headlines. These are actually not our headlines. These are just kind of weird things that we kind of wanted to talk about over the last few weeks, but we never got an opportunity to. But um, something that did come up on another website, and this is kind of like you know, wow, we made it. We we hit a milestone in our subs, and all of a sudden. I get this email, this, well, it's a sketchy email (laughs) from Welp Magazine saying that we made their list. So apparently we, uh, we have to totally count this out, Curtis, so we can see where we are in the rankings. I I think let's, let's just assume that the last, we're eighth. Yeah. So we are the eighth, number eight, top 10 best cucumber podcasts of 2021. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Congratulations, Larry. So let's look at other podcasts that are on this uh, list. So coming in last place, and rightly so, because you're not a cucumber podcast, the Broccoli Roast. Uh, The the host's name is Kale Brock. How made up is that? The guy's got 33 episodes. Uh, like news, but better. The award-nominated writer Kale Bach, who's credited also filmmaker, the Gut movie, 
ah, maybe this guy's part of the cucumber conspiracy. Oh, yeah, that sounds like it. So apparently he's got sharp analysis, Curtis, and quick self-deprecating wit. Will ship your, shift your perspective faster than the magnesium oxide bowel flush. Ew. Huh. <laughs> How's that for uh, an analogy? Not a, not, not a great sales pitch. Uh, no. So the roast will analyze society, culture in a way that is refreshing as a cucumber emina, enema. Like, ugh. That does Guy. sound refreshing. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the Cucumber Podcast, okay? Monthly podcast for people who want to find new ways to deliver high-quality software products. Pass. <laughs> Cucumber Talks, 46 episodes. Cucumber Talks is about connection through the honest conversations, eavesdrop on three friends having real and often uncomfortable conversations about their struggles and successes. That's quite similar to ours, but it, it's this sounds like a CBC podcast where everything is uncomfortable. Well, to be to be fair, we're we, we can't really talk about some of the stuff because we only have successes. <laughs> exactly come on so yeah we can't you know is is the success sometimes uncomfortable sure but like you know it, we can't we can't we can't talk about our failures because they just don't exist so the next one on the list uh we obviously you know obviously they only have five episodes for a reason is please drink irresponsibly so this is a podcast that talks about flavored water drinks yeah, so some of these, like, like they're only very much like ours. <laughs> they're only very tangentially related to cucumbers. They, so. they, yeah, but still, they, 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 they're, they're on the list with us. So I'm comparing us to them. Yeah, <laughs> like they're they're on the list because they talk about stra a strawberry cucumber beverage. Yeah. Oh, here's 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 one of our competitors, and but it's far from what we talk about. Depths of the Rated X. So horrible title. Seventeen episodes uh gangbangs bareback sex toys oh you can kind of get where this is going no top no topics off limits larry yeah listener discretion is advised unless you're nasty the the hosts cherry cucumber and melons discuss their fantasies kinks da, 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 da. wow yeah we've got more episodes than they do <laughs> uh smarter than yesterday podcast oh that's kind of a neat little title uh so personal development oh pass this the, you know the episode ends with a group hug of some kind or some kind of self-affirmation yeah. yeah 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 stuart the stuart smalley podcast yeah versus we would just make fun of people yeah and throw and throw huge amounts of shade at them uh let's see the pickle pod oh only one episode oh let's pass and then there's us <laughs> uh black magic one episode oh she's got no description ah here you go this one looks pretty professional it's got some smiling dude on it history makers with matt prater uh so what do they talk about candid discussions with hot with christian high achievers <laughs> so we have a a religious uh one of them is called larry the cucumber larry one of Where? the people on the show, it says, what do John Maxwell, Bethany Dillon, and Larry the Cucumber have in common? They're all featured on Visions History Makers. Well. So there's another parallel. It's the, the, other, the other Larry. Perhaps. Or maybe, maybe, maybe I'm taking a side, side gig. 
You better not be. Be uh, <laughs> as as I talk about how uh I don't know what what high high Christian achievers of sport, business, politics, and more. Um, so rounding out the final afternoon tea take a few moments to enjoy a good hot cup of tea and delicious scones and cucumber sandwiches and learn what makes afternoon tea the most important meal of the day it's the most boring meal of the day that's why they only have two episodes yeah exactly because <laughs> it's 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 the it's the meal where it spoils your uh dinner and then you get in trouble for it larry i'm i'm most interested we'll, we'll do one more and i'm really interested in this one it's the larry boy fanatic podcast <laughs> you know what like l- let's be honest my name probably hasn't been popular since the 1940s and and in this list of podcasts how many myself and the religious guy larry the cucumber and now larry boy who's also a cucumber apparently oh so maybe yeah geez I, i've got a third job now yeah so yeah, talk about talk about theories, fun facts, and hot topics about cucumber superhero. Have you ever thought of uh, of taking the uh, the Fishburne approach and switching to Lawrence? Uh, no. Then people would just end up calling me Larry. Just because they don't <laughs> want to call me Lawrence. <laughs> then, 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 then I'd feel really bad because they'd be making fun of the name because they're like, oh, we'll just call you Larry. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, there you go, Curtis. You know, more accolades, making lists on the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's about time. It's about time the internet recognized us. Yeah. All right, let's head to the headlines. Uh, so we had a whole bunch of headlines uh, during the last few weeks. We kind of trim them down to um, some older ones that necessarily time sensitive but you and I want to give some uh, uh, time to so uh, this story goes back uh, I think a couple of weeks Um, so I don't want to make it sound like it just happened today uh, which we try to keep current with our headlines but I want to give this one some time and this is a famous person well famous if you grew up in the 80s Uh, so Frank Bonner uh, star of WKRP, he played um, the radio sales manager Herb Tarlick. Uh, yeah, he passed away at seventy nine. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, he was on Saved by the Bell. I never watched Saved by the Bell. Was he on Saved by the Bell? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't really watch it either. I guess he was, but uh, but but WKRP, come on. Yeah, um, WKRP. He was obviously known for his uh, very ugly plaid suits and his uh kind of a bit of a bit of a he was a bit of a bit of a dog wasn't he if i remember correctly. i think he tried he tried to he tried. but he was ma- but he was married and then but it was only with her uh with Lots. it was only with jennifer right right yeah i think so um but yeah he he was uh like when i watched it as a as a kid, you probably, I probably didn't get half the jokes, but, uh, um, him and, uh, Johnny fever were my two favorite characters. I think now I'd be more of a less Nesman fan, but back then I was, uh, Herb Tarlick and Johnny fever were just like hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, uh, great character. Uh, 
And WKRP was one of those shows because it started in 1979. So it was like when we were watching it, it was in already in syndication, right? And mm-hmm. it was just played all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, didn't his character also, him and Les, uh, didn't they get brought back to like some kind of WKRP remake, revisit? Oh, maybe. Do you remember that? I, no. I I remember seeing it as a kid going, oh, great, they're going to make... And then it was like, watch the first episode, and it was horrible. I think it was like early 90s. They did some kind of attempt to revive the show. That's probably best left in the recesses of my memory. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so in Saved by the Bell, it's not the original cast. He was in, again, the revived episode of Saved by the Bell, the new class. Oh, jeez. Um, it's amazing the the the, the uh, amount of shows that get sort of like these re- reboots, like this after Mash, Joni loves Chachi, of course the short lived uh, Joey Tribbiani show. It's like you know, why can't we few... just move on to new stuff? Yeah, very few spinoffs actually were relatively successful, right? I I, I guess the would the would the biggest one be Frasier? Oh yeah. Yeah, because Frasier was like in its own right, like an Emmy award winning show. Mm-hmm. Um but I was And it did and it didn't and it never relied on the what I like to call the Star Wars syndrome of oh, we're running out of content. Let's dip our toe back into the bar. Mm-hmm. Like they never looked back, right? Yeah, they'd have guest stars like a cage like I think Rebecca was on once and Sam Malone was 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 on one episode, but they never really it, it kind of lived in its own ecosystem. You hear that, Star Wars? That's how you do it. <laughs> um, I was kind of thinking some other shows that were spinoffs. Um, I guess Mork and Mindy would have been considered a spinoff. spinoff yeah, Mork Happy and, Days. Yeah, Is that, Mork. Would it be safe to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think he only appeared in like one episode or whatever, but it was, uh, wasn't it? But it was just such a big episode that they made a show out of it. Yeah, it, I I don't remember the context of the episode, but yeah, Mork shows up, but it's like this extremely wacky, wacky version, even wackier than the one that's in Mork and Mindy. Wow, that's saying um, something because he was hard to take sometimes. Oh, it was that that episode of uh, Happy Days. I I remember even as a kid going, oh, this is like because I I don't I think I saw I watched Mork and Mindy and then I saw the the episode, so you kind of see. And you're comfortable with what, how they kind of evolve that more character in the TV show, and then yeah. you see, kind of like the Bart Simpson <laughs> from the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, you get that syndrome. You're like, oh, how did this become popular? Yeah, and then he becomes sort of a bit more nuanced. Yeah, I guess um, Laverne and Shirley also would have been a spinoff from Happy Days. Yep, Laverne and Shirley would have been, uh, and. No, no, that that was not a spinoff of Laverne and Shirley. But I was thinking, uh, Rhoda is is that is that a Mary okay. Tyler Moore spinoff? Yeah, Mary Tyler Moore spinoff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, there was yeah, there was a wasn't um, um, would you classify? Yeah, I guess you classify. Different World was a spinoff of uh, Cosby Show. Cosby, but, yeah. But yeah. but Lisa Bonet was like the weakest link, and I think they knew about knew that after halfway through the first season. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I, you know, they just they just dumped show, her. But uh, yeah, um, 
there was, of course, uh, my favorite sped up of all time must be uh, The Law and Harry McGraw from uh, Murder, She Wrote. Hmm. No, it's a it wasn't movie. really. It wasn't really my favorite. <laughs> you just, you just thought you'd pull that out. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to kind of like tell me more. I'm like, oh, <laughs> your reaction was like, oh yeah, okay. I can see it. <laughs> what, 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 what? Uh, is was there a, was there a show maybe back in the day that should have deserved a spinoff? Uh, uh, I, I'm trying to think. That would be kind of a funny way of thinking about it. Um, do you think Punky Brewster would have, uh, like character six would have, uh, deserved a spinoff because I think people liked her more than Punky Brewster. Yeah. Six, um, could have had a spinoff. Uh, I think, um, what about perfect strangers? So there's Larry and Balky. Yeah. Who else was in that? What about the guy who owned Ritz discount? Oh yeah, that that could have been a social. Now that you mentioned it, there another one would be the Jeffersons, right? That was a that was a fan, a popular spinoff, much yeah. more popular than than the Ropers, which uh, which 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 was spun out of uh, Mr. Roper had his own show briefly mm-hmm. out of Three's Company. I don't think that. So basically, there have been a lot of successful spinoffs, and we just kind of debunked our original oh spinoffs. <laughs> <never work. laughs> But that's okay, you know. We are allowed to make mistakes. Yeah. Because I, I uh, feel like to say that they're they're mostly terrible. Yeah, they're mostly terrible. I think that's fair to say. Okay. Uh so uh rest in peace, Herb Tarlick. Uh Frank Botter uh passed away June seventeenth, uh at seventy-nine. Um here's a, a Guinness headline, which we haven't done in a while. Um, or maybe I lied. Well, we haven't visited our Idaho friend, but this one I would have thought our Idaho friend would have destroyed this record, but maybe he's attempting it. British man stacks five M&Ms, five M&Ms, Curtis. Yeah. Breaks Guinness world record. It seems very achievable. I'm going to try it this weekend. (laughs) So he was basically during one of the lockdowns, bored out of his skull and he started stacking them and he realized he had, he was doing quite well. And then, um, he realized that the record uh, found out that no one's uh, stacked more than four. That's because it's a record that no one cares about or even like bothered to look up. Yeah. Well, they, this is where our Idaho friend makes hay, right? Cause he'll, he'll catch wind of this and then he'll be like, I can, yeah. stack, I can stack at least seven. Exactly. Well, I, I guess there's there's no unlike that was that last one we talked about where there was like an official rule of stacking m ms i i guess you could just take five and attempt to do um uh the the native rock um what, what are they called the the little rock statue with stacked rocks right the uh, anukshuk yeah couldn't can, can you do something like that just kind of using the same physics to stack the uh m yeah i think so there's maybe. no rule. There's no rule that I can see. Yeah, so uh, maybe that's the record that we break, Curtis. I think we should try it. Get some photo evidence, and we'll call the Guinness people. Um, now we always kind of put in a, a fake headline, but uh, you know, from the Beaverton, this one uh, quite fitting for the time when I went when I found it. So this is about a week ago when things were also going down. Uh, with Ryerson and the name change. 
Um, and you know, we never, we none of us went to Ryerson here, so I went. Know, it's oh, did, oh yeah, that's, that's where right. I got oh. my second degree. Oh, you. Oh, okay. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you have a collector's uh, item there soon because Curtis Ryerson agrees to name change, drop mm-hmm. the university. Mm-hmm. Are they going back to Polytechnical Institute? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of go back and rename the school that. Uh, uh, so, yep. Rye High. That, that's what they. My uncle went there, and back then they called it Rye High. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I we have a half season recap of Loki, so I I want to go through one more headline, and we can talk about the ten iconic video game villains another time because that's not time sensitive. Um, scientists for the first time uh, actually detect a black hole swallowing a neutron star. So you ask why is that like so what, Larry? But I want to kind of talk about just if you kind of peel back what this is. So a neutron star is a, I guess it's it's considered a dead sun, like some sign, some kind. But they're very large. They're very large in order to be considered a neutron star. They're about thirty times the size of our sun. So there's one bit of scope <laughs> of, of trying to understand it. So one of these things, these scientists, one of these things actually. Um, they observed, or they they have uh, evidence, I guess, from uh, the shock wave, just from of a black hole absorbing the energy <laughs> of one of these neutron stars. Um, so I don't know, Curtis. My mind gets blown, but also what what uh, your mind also gets blown is because this black hole and this neutron star is so far away. This event happened probably thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, because the, the gravitational shockwave and light is finally getting to us. So just shows how much of a backwater we are. <laughs> totally. We're, we're like, we're like, we're on Tatooine, right? Some kind <laughs> of, uh, but yeah, there's the headlines and there's your mind blowing if you want to consider yourself small and insignificant, yeah, think about that neutron star getting absorbed by a black hole. Yeah, that's crazy. Just, just the, just the scale we're talking about. The scale, like I, I don't even understand even how, how does, like when, when movies like Interstellar talk about going near the event horizon of a black hole, it's like, is that even possible? <laughs> like it, it, um. My only but, uh, experience with black with black holes is that Disney movie with the two the two little robots. Yep, and they made it through. Okay, for the most part, I think. <laughs> yeah, but I I, they, I think we learned a lot more about black holes after uh, that was made by Disney, right? Yeah, I think it came out in like seventy nine or something like that. Is it on Disney Plus? You know, that's an excellent question, and I wonder if it isn't and why that might have to be on our review list actually i do have our next review movie and i'll talk about at the end of our loki segment here so uh let's end off our headlines loki we we haven't talked about in a few weeks uh due to our break and our technical uh problem episode um we're now halfway through the season um tonight was episode four wow that's how you that's how you set up uh an act two, right? 
yeah, it was uh, it, there was a lot going on, um, but it was well paced. Yeah, um, you and I both said that this show is compared to Falcon and Winter Soldier is pacing so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pacing. It's pacing uh, so much better, and just like I don't know. I guess also because because the stakes are higher because you're dealing with you know you're dealing with uh, crisis events. Mm-hmm. And uh, and time travel and all kinds of stuff like that was you know Falcon Winter Soldier obviously a lot more a lot more relatable from a sort of real world perspective I guess but uh, doesn't have the same kind of scope the same kind of uh, magnitude and uh, I think that you know that's what I really like about this and that's what I liked about WandaVision as well right was just just like how different it was from anything they had done before and. Uh, and and Loki just like it's it's just so so weird, but yeah, like in a really good love way. Love it, love it. Uh, so uh, in this episode, this past episode, or, or at this point, halfway point in the season, the curtain of the Wizard of Oz curtain of the TVA starts to crumble as we <laughs> find out that the, and of course, spoilers alerts here that the the cheesy chamber of the, uh, the, the, of the, of the, of the time keepers. Um, they're just animatronics. Yeah. Um, yeah. so they're like Chuck E. Cheese guys. So we find out that everybody so far that we've met so far, uh, are quote unquote variants from earth. Maybe well, we haven't seen any aliens working in the TVA. Have we? They're all been human. They've all been human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, the female Loki, Lady Loki, Sylvia, Sylvie, um, she's not the true villain, even though she was kind of billed because obviously she was doing damage to the TVA. But obviously now here's the here's the plot twist, right? Here's the true villain is now being revealed. Uh, but we still don't know who it really is. We just seem to know that only. The one, what is her character's name? Because I, I don't Ravonna. catch. Yeah, uh, she's the only one that seems to know what's going on in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, uh, because even Mobius didn't know. Like Mobius had an awakening that Loki kind of helped him with. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mobius and uh, and and one of the uh, one of the hunters uh, find out the truth. Or they believe that they believe the uh, the Lokis that uh, that 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 the TVA didn't create them as they had thought, and that they had lives in the sacred timeline, and they were kidnapped from it, and then and then and then lied to, and made to believe that they were, they were created to basically work for the TVA, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it it's uh, and it's one of those things that it's it's great because like. You know, you can't believe you can't believe the Lokis, right? Because it's in there. <laughs> that, that's right. You. So they managed to they managed to convince to convince um, you know Mobius and Hunter was it Hunter C fifteen? Yeah, and convince convince those two characters, but, but it's a protracted for 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 Loki for the Tom Hiddleston Loki in particular. It's a very protracted process. Because he's so unreliable, 
That's right. Sylvie, There's Sylvie that... has the has the enchanting power, which makes it easier for her. Yeah, and, and she's less she's less of a dick than he, than Tom Middleton will be, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's that great scene, and, and again, the the so far the the, the knockway scenes are Middleton and Owen kind of talking to each other in a room. Yeah, is that interrogation part two? I guess part three, maybe of between the two characters, and it's the constant lying from both sides. Yeah, but you as the uh, person, you you as the audience knows both are lying. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's a fantastic scene how they plays out, and um, and in the end Loki falls for it when they he thinks that uh, Sylvie uh, was uh, uh, was was pruned pruned right yeah yeah but, he, he gets played pretty good by Mobius yeah um but uh, you know it's it's I I love that that scene just love it and and there was this this funny thing that Loki finds love with himself. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. It's kind of creepy, but at the same time, it's so on brand for Loki. He's the ultimate narcissist. Yeah. If that comes it, back time and time again, he's the ultimate narcissist who craves attention. Why why wouldn't he fall in love? Yeah. Um so the the whole thing kind of starts crumble. At least the main for the main characters, things start crumbling with uh sorry, it was a B fifteen. She she's the B fifteen. Right? Now now she she just gets knocked out. She we assume that she did not get pruned, right? Right, right. Um, so, uh, well, but both Mobius and Loki get pruned. Yeah. But obviously, the two are still alive. Um, and Loki, in this extra credit scene or post credit scene, awakens uh, and is awakened by three other Lokis. <laughs> Three, right yeah. is that is that what you're to lead, led to believe like, yeah i think it's three other loki variants yeah and and richard e grant plays like this the classic comic book loki yeah that's right and then there's like a kid loki and there's like an old dude loki um so i think it's only going to get more insane like you know we're talking jeff goldblum junk planet <laughs> i hope so oh yeah like <laughs> Because if, if you think that's where people go when they get pruned into this, what could be a, a junk throwaway planet, you're going to see a whole bunch of variants of people that we already know of. Like there could be a, a Captain America variant, for example. Yeah. Uh, another great scene, is, and you know the fanboys went crazy, is Jamie Alexander comes back to reprise her role as Lady Sif in this awesome... I guess it's like a jail cell, like a time loop jail cell of him, of her confronting Loki after she, he like cuts her hair yeah. and like punches him and then knees him in the, in the gones, gonads. Yeah. And it go like, I don't, you, you just get the sense that it's happening. Like it's just constantly happening. Even when we don't see Loki, like he's just yeah. at one point in time, he's just so defeated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where he gets hurt the most is, is when he doesn't get hurt physically. But when, that's right in every single fight see fight he's been in he's been quite proficient yeah but like when he's going through when like sif is continually like punching him in the face kneeing him in the balls punching him in the face kneeing him in the balls calling him a craven coward and all this kind of stuff the time when loki looks like he's hurt the most is when he sort of admits 
again again he admits his nature right like he's mm-hmm. kind of, like that kind of keeps happening to him in this series and he admits he admits like that he's a narcissist and he admits that that he craves attention and he admits that the things he thinks are funny are not funny and he's afraid of being alone and she doesn't knee him in the in the in the groin she helps him up and says you'll always be alone and leaves without physically hurting him but he his expression that's what hurts him the most is that moment in that whole sequence Mm -hmm. yeah not not the not the fact that he's getting crushed by her every single time (laughs) yeah because he's Um, died before right like he he says earlier in the episode i can't even count how many times i've died so yeah kneeing him the balls is just a minor inconvenience so in you find more out uh, more about sylvie's past which you know makes her the sympathetic character and you see her motivations for um quote-unquote taking the tva down so she was taken as a child variant by Ravona, right? Mm-hmm. And and escapes during her court case, and effectively has been on the run for that time, right? Like she's grown up now, and growing up hiding from the TVA, so it's quite yeah. amazing. And hiding, and and by hiding, she has to live basically in cataclysmic events. So she's That's basically right. constantly hiding in the end of the world. So like mm-hmm. you know she can't really know like happiness or anything. <laughs> she can only know like <laughs> panic and fear, right? Like that's all that she's exposed to. And maybe that's maybe that's the thing, right? The 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 she's been lonely all of her life. The Loki Tom Middleton and Loki we know has been you know and now they kind of found each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was that great scene not in this week's episode, but the episode the ending of the episode before. Oh, I love it when the asteroid or the piece of that moon hits the escape rocket ship everyone in the street stops and they stare at the destruction and you know you see some uh i guess they were uh i guess security of that planet like fall down to their knees Mm -hmm. and she just looks at it and she's the only one moving in the scene she's like i'm out of here (laughs) (laughs) i loved i love that like i i thought that was that was was a fantastic scene no words needed it was just great like yeah tom Tom hiddleston is just kind of frozen everyone's frozen and she's just like i'm out of here yeah 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 Um, yeah that was really good uh yeah that episode that episode too was really good like that had that that whole sort of scene where they're trying to get to the where they're trying to get to the uh to the escape pod and uh and she tells them before that the pod uh isn't gonna isn't gonna leave Mm -hmm. you know and then you know Hiddleston's like, well, we were never on it before. Maybe we'll change. Maybe we'll change fate. And then he realizes that, you know, they're not changing right. fate. And I think also it's kind of interesting. Is they're kind of introducing more, or maybe I missed it before, more powers that Loki, I guess, had. Like I didn't realize Loki could control things with his mind. Like wasn't there something that he did in an earlier episode? He was like. Uh, using some kind of telekinetic powers to move something or catch something. And then it was that whole thing of him catching that falling tower and he was able to push it back during the collapse. Like yeah. He was demonstrating some interesting powers that did Loki have that before? <laughs> yeah. He's got these, he's got these God, you know, he's a, he's, I guess he's like, he's an alien, but he calls himself a God, right? Like the Asgardians aren't gods, but they, yeah. but they ref- believe that they've been worshiped as gods. So, but yeah, so he's got those alien, alien powers, I guess. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fine by me. So, yeah. yeah. But wow, right? You know, do you know what I, I still continue to like is the fact that I, I've never thought that Owen Wilson's patter would work anywhere outside of a comedy vehicle with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> or or does. or in a or or in a in a uh, a Wes Anderson or movie, a, yeah, or in a Wes Anderson, yeah. One of the Wilsons will be in every Wes Anderson movie, yeah. Um, but it does, like I I, I love his character. It, both he and Hiddleston, I you know, if they get overlooked from a like a, a Emmy standpoint, it'd, it'd be a shame because they're both hitting out out of the park with yeah. their characters, right? Yeah, and especially when Mobius uh, gets uh, erased and he. He's because I guess she asked him the question at earlier in the episode of where anywhere in the timeline where would he go? Yeah. And he brings up the jet ski thing. The jet ski, yeah. Because yeah. this was a was it was a magazine that he had on his desk in the first episode. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He, but, but this makes sense because uh, he says he's never been on one, never seen one, but for whatever reason he's fascinated with it. Right. So so obviously there's some residual memories that these guys these variants who work for the TVA still have, or at least he does. And, you know, yeah, or like some kind of echo, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Memory echo. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I just really, really like everything about it. Like, I just think like the acting's really good. The set pieces are good. You know, like Captain, Captain American Winter Soldier. I, I liked, I liked the two, I liked the two leads and there was some good action set pieces, but there was nothing, there's nothing as ambitious as this, you know, the, the whole scene or oh, the whole CG scene, it was so well done as well. I, I didn't think it looked horrible, which was the, uh, the planet, uh, Lamentus when mm-hmm. the, when the moon is actually collapsing and falling into like into orbit and crushing the other planet, like their, like their perspective when they're watching it and also like, it, it was just so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was quite an opening for this. Uh, I guess it opens first with that. Um, uh, the the uh, flashback, flashback for for, for for Sylvia. Yeah, yeah, but for then, Sylvie. But then the uh, but then that whole sort of like post after the credits, the start of the episode was just yeah, just really sort of visually quite uh, uh, quite striking. You're right. Yeah. So. Um two more episodes to go right um which i think they're on pace right because that's that's why again pacing is so well done in in the series so far two more to settle this or at least get the loki's somewhere and maybe put everyone back and maybe like you said with the tva collapsed this is the intro to the doctor strange movie right yeah yeah they they keep uh you know, um, uh, WandaVision sort of started it. Now this one's kind of getting into it, setting up, setting up the multiverse. Because the thing is, like with with the multiverse, like we've read it about it in comics, and like we're familiar with it. And DC has it too, with like their Crisis on Infinite Earths and all that kind of stuff. Like they work fine in comics, but like this is this is this is the Marvel, like this is the MCU, which has crossed over into pop culture it's not just it's not just bearded idiots like me uh mm-hmm. <laughs> caring about this you've got to make this work for 
you know the average like like the average movie go movie watcher tv watcher and stuff so it's a bit delicate because it's a bit out there right Mm -hmm. um so i think they're 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 sort of introducing it in dribs and drabs and uh but i think they're just being really cautious with it because if if all of a sudden it's just it's just you know the multiverse is there and you just you just have to accept that which is how the comics usually do it i just think that, that could turn some people off I'm also kind of worried for Black Widow because it has to follow this TV show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all that unless this one has a horrible last two episodes and I, there hasn't been a weak episode yet. I don't think this last episode is probably the best episode. Yeah. Uh, but it's suddenly going back to Earth and kind of watching a spy thriller. Mm-hmm. I guess if you like that genre style but I, I guess that's what the mcu can offer right like we can offer insane science fiction like yeah. in loki and then we can kind of bring it back to earth more grounded earth stories about yeah. you know spies and family and whatever it's what they did with wandavision and falcon and winter soldier right same sort of yeah. thing um yeah so I, and there, there are some people too who who like who who i've talk to who don't like you know the weird the weird stuff oh okay you know? I, and i i get it i get it yeah. um uh it, it, i think the shang chi one might kind of bring the two together because i think it's pretty much grounded in earth but there's a lot of like mystical stuff happening sure yeah yeah um so that tra- that full trailer dropped the other week and it looks even more interesting so uh that'll be good i think kung fu fans and marvel fans will like it and uh there was a um they showed abomination in the trailer no way yeah abomination is fighting wong from uh the um, the the librarian in doctor strange right yeah yeah uh they're in some kind of arena so i i think this is the arena where you see shang chi fight his sister as well okay um but yeah it's, it's a very quick scene you just see this giant monster in this ring and uh, uh and then wong creating those shield uh disc shield like things yeah so be interesting yeah and i think maybe that's kind of like a bridge between wacky less less wacky more on earth and then we jump to back to the wacky with the eternals because i think that yeah. has a lot of you know yeah. not so straightforward stuff going on the Eternals is an interesting choice too. Like my my brother had like the twelve issue limited series, so I've read it. Uh, like I think I had Squadron Supreme, and he had the Eternals. The Kate were uh, we we got. I don't know if they even came out around the same time. I think we got them from a used comic place. Okay, uh, but it was uh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I, I, i'm going to i'm going to have to pick up that before the movie because I, I i i haven't watched an episode yet i'm going to watch some this weekend um and we'll just kind of wrap it up here is i i picked up a copy of sweet tooth um so sweet tooth is written is a dc you know dark series i they, they, they i think it used to be um part of dark horse i think that's what they just call it now right it's just dc dark or whatever whatever um can it written and drawn by canadian um his name i should have brought the book down with me and i realize i i i i i I brought i let let liz bring it to the cottage um 
going to watch the Netflix show because I think the Netflix show is gaining some steam. So yeah, yeah, it seems it seems like it's popular. Um, I haven't watched it yet. But. Yeah, so I, I figured okay, I, I want to read the comic book first, and I know the 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 TV show will take it to a different spot, but I mm-hmm. kind of thought okay, I haven't read anything in a while. Let me go pick it up, and uh, I did and really enjoyed it. Um, and it's probably I, I don't know how many books he's written in this series, but the first book kind of again just like this episode kind of you 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 suddenly see more about what the the whole story is all about um it's uh it's i i'd like to see how netflix does it but it's it's very similar to uh the mandalorian story um and i can talk about that next week and next episode (laughs) because i think i want to see the netflix one and see where they the two take each other but uh and we'll also talk about your maybe your first um, impressions of Cyberpunk Revisited. <laughs> I'll have to um, I have to sit down and do that. But yeah, but uh, I think, and also I think we'll do a review. I don't know if we'll be able to do the review next week because we need time to watch this movie. I am proposing that we watch the now that the new one is coming out soon, the original Dune movie. Oh yes, I know. I the Timothy Chalamet uh, Dune is coming out soon. That's right. That's right. Um, so we'll watch the old one with Kyle MacLachlan and Sting. Well, I'm up you, for it. Well, you you got to watch the original the, the the original one just because, um, you know it. You want to talk about wacky or just someone just you know interpreting you know it's David Lynch interpreting yeah the the, the Dune novel. I think the new. The, I think the new one is probably closer to the book from what I, but this is just a David Lynch story. The only other reason I also um, uh, thought about it is I, I started going down a, a weird mas- mag- uh, musical rabbit hole and I forgot that uh, Toto does the entire soundtrack and score for Dune. Really? I didn't know that. So look it up educate yourself <laughs> Curtis um, find yourself a copy of dune I say we, we 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 do that and see if we can understand it whatsoever or just you know just see if we can get past all the David Lynch crap <laughs> the spice spice is life that's right yeah I'm, I'm okay I'm, I'm down all right all right so uh, when we ended off there thank you for listening uh, you can catch Curtis and I weekly on Spotify Apple podcast and Google podcast hit that subscribe button and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber from home Meeting at night, working from home, Zoom drinks at five.